Back to the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. <laughs> We're back here on the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket, where we talk Husker sports and just sports in general all day, uh, and we're glad to do so. Third year lunch hour. Thanks for joining us. Uh, some news out of uh, just the sports world today. Kevin Warren is ha- is uh, going to become the next Bears CEO, which of course means he will have to give up his role as Big Ten Commissioner. Now, he hasn't been the Big Ten Commissioner for very long, at least uh, at least compared to his predecessor, Jim Delaney, who was there for 30 years and was just kind of uh, synonymous with the Big Ten during all that time. Uh, Kevin Warren, a little bit less so. It would always be kind of weird when he would just show up to certain games. You'd you would just see him randomly. Yeah. Just, they would just be like, and Kevin Warren is here. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, like, why? <laughs> why are you at this one? Why are you at a Maryland-Purdue game? What is going on? Yeah. Uh, he always had some business, but um, interesting. You know, he's had a, a – I think he was the COO for the Vikings before becoming the Big Ten commissioner, so some NFC uh, North uh, blood already within him. But Whatever. That's, uh, but it's interesting, um, you know, kind of if, if you kind of think back and you were kind of joking about trying to become the Big Ten commissioner, which job would you like to be uh, pretty high up in the Big Ten or pretty high up in the in the uh, with the NFL franchise? Mm, Big Ten. Yeah, I, I, less I would pressure, too. less pressure, less pressure. Yeah, because better the thing job is, security. the thing is like, so and I don't know people like don't don't like hearing this, but like Kevin Warren, when it came to like making decisions and stuff for the Big Ten, a lot of it wasn't him making a decision. It was him sitting there being the talking head for the presidents mm-hmm. of the universities. So he's getting all of the flack when it's the presidents of the universities, you know, the people who are making all of the money, um, making the decisions for for the conference. So I, I would rather do that and kind of be a talking head rather than be the, the you know, general manager or whatever for uh, an NFL franchise because, you know, things always come back to you yeah. if you're up there doing that. So... Uh, I I I'd take the Big Ten job. Yeah, I, I like it too. But Kevin Warren. Plus, I could uh, go to you know to I could go to New York and and Lincoln and everywhere in between. And then now in a couple of years, I'd be able to go to L.A. Like yeah, yeah I'd take that. Piscataway. Yeah, Piscataway. It's fantastic. <laughs> I said New York. You know, I'm not I'm not actually going right. to Rutgers. I'm going to New York. Yeah, you're not going to Rutgers. You know, New York's football team. <laughs> That's Rutgers. right. Yeah, <laughs> everybody cares. Um, so uh, obviously Kevin Warren, I think his legacy as Big Ten commissioner. Um, you know, you'll have the U- UCLA, USC thing, which it's it, it, if you, the more you kind of look into it, it's it's, it's more like the, the those teams reached out to the Big Ten rather than their, than vice versa. So I don't. But know how he's much, the one that said yes, right? So he's gonna get he's gonna get credit for that at least. Uh, obviously, got a lucrative TV deal for the Big Ten. Um, that's going to to happen with the next commissioner too. Uh, and the COVID thing is probably the biggest one when they shut down, mm-hmm. um, you know, shut down Big Ten football. And We're again, not going to have a season. That was the president's. And that was the president's, but he took all the flack. And uh, and a lot of Nebraska fans, players, AD, coaches, you know, everybody kind of stepped in and started piling on him. And eventually we got our season back. But. Yep. Shout out to Ohio State. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and for a minute, that Ohio State-Nebraska game, just the first possession. Yeah. That was awesome. The Big, the Big Ten was like, all right, you guys want football? Here's your football. Yeah. 
And it was awesome for just, like for I like said, ten just, seconds. Just for like the first half was a bad. Yeah, you were like, wow, this is pretty good. And then yeah. it's like, ooh, yeah. ooh, this is not good. I'll just never. That was the that was the high point of the season, actually, the the COVID season. And then the tweet from Illinois. What was that? Uh, after they beat Nebraska, they said something about like, thank you for bringing football back. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then they deleted it because they're cowards. <laughs> I think I screenshotted it. I might still have it. Oh, I hope you do. It was a great tweet. Uh, but remember, remember that Luke McCaffrey, like part of that drive was Luke McCaffrey as like a, as the duck R or whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just kind of a positionless spot for Luke McCaffrey. And he had a like, big Whoa. gain. You're like, this is going to be their offense. And then and they, they just never, never ran that play. Never again. did it again. Yeah. It, like, that's, hey, and that, that's kind of like the, the, the whole tenure of Scott Frost. You get a very successful play and then you never do it again. Yeah. It's very strange. But uh, for some reason, they didn't like to repeat their success. Whatever, dude. <laughs> uh, also in college football, I want to mention this. Oklahoma State defensive coordinator Derek Mason is going to resign uh, and take a sabbatical from college football. Of course, he's the former Vandy coach. Uh, Oklahoma State burned to the ground at, by the end of the year. I mean, they, <sighs> they really started flailing around. So I don't know if this is a big loss for them. Um, but as far as continuity goes, now they'll have their third defensive coordinator in three years. In three years with Mike Gundy still, you know, still at the helm. So, you know, that's still going on. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's a little bit to work. Against. More changes for your defensive for your defensive unit. Yeah, they get to learn a maybe possibly entirely new defense again. So much fun. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe they just uh, they might just uh, hire from within, and, and maybe it won't be that much change. Yeah. but it, it's still notable because that. I mean, it's nice to have a f- former head coach on staff as well. Um, but uh, Derek Mason taking a break. Uh, also Good announced today the Mercedes Benz Stadium in Atlanta will host the AFC Championship game between the Chiefs and the Bills. If that's uh, what happens, when that happens, yeah. If that's what happens, <laughs> I like how they just. It's like, yeah, that's probably what's gonna happen. Yeah, I mean, they have I to have a plan. I don't know the, the Bengals. Other. The Bengals, man. Yeah, they could make a run. If the Bengals make it, then the Bills or the Chiefs, whoever faces them, will will host, right? I think they have better records than the Bengals. Went to Buffalo, was at the hospital there for a little bit, then they discharged him, and he's at home now. So, fantastic news for him, and I hope that he's able to travel with the Bills wherever they go. Obviously, he's not going to play. Um, I highly doubt it. Um, but at, at least having him on the sideline and with the team will will do a lot for their for their mentals. All right, you guys can play along here. I want to ask you guys uh, too about Trey Palmer here. Uh, of course, just uh, one year, a uh, great year, record setting year for Nebraska. Mm-hmm. I've never seen somebody dominate a defense as much as he did uh, against uh, what was that Purdue, mm-hmm. and then you know still lose the game but still uh i you know and and when i say that i i mean that because i've watched nebraska football for all those years that's the record that's the most dominating game that any of us have seen in a husker uniform from a wide receiver um and so you know i don't like to go all the way back but since nebraska has moved to this passing offense there's uh it's kind of like a take your pick of who your who the receiver that you would would take would be mm-hmm. um because some of them had winning records not as many stats. I'm not taking. I'm not taking the records. In, I'm not taking the records into account. Just the stats and how I felt yeah. about them. Well, and, and it, it just depends on too. But like I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna hold the losing record against Trey Palmer less for some reason than I do against Stanley Morgan, and, and I don't know why that is. I think it's just because Trey. Maybe it was just you know I physically. I, I he just he seems to be. I am not holding. I'm more physically impressed. For, for me, I'm not holding the records against any wide receivers or any running backs because. 
although you know they have a, a part to play in the game, they don't have the you know a, a massive part to play in the game. Like you know, quarterbacks get get all the wins and the losses. You don't you never yeah. see you know when people are talking about oh well this wide receiver is the winningest wide receiver of all. No, no, nobody talks about that. That's not how that works. Well, no, but at the same time, like I I always thought it kind of hurt that the Stanley Morgans in the discussion because if you just like compared to Maurice Purify, Maurice Purify helped win the North. Like literally caught a touchdown pass that helped win the North. Mm-hmm. Um, and Morgan just never had an opportunity to make like a big impact play. He had that catch against Indiana that helped them along for their, their, their seven, mm-hmm. no start or whatever, but it just didn't amount to anything. So, you know, I think the, the, the moments, the, you know, the big moments you can have for more important teams that does factor into it a little bit, but let's get into it here. All right, uh, I've got a few names here. Let's start with Trey Morgan or excuse me, Stanley Morgan or Trey Palmer. I'd take Stanley Morgan. You're taking I'm Stanley gonna, Morgan. I'm gonna, yeah, I'd take Stanley wow. Morgan. I just feel like. I, I love Trey Palmer's speed. I love his ability to break open a defense. But when it came to, you know, just just needing a play to happen, it seemed like Stanley Morgan was always that guy. I don't know. I just have more trust in Stanley Morgan. Yeah. Well, in the in the one yard performance against Illinois for Trey Palmer too is gonna be is gonna be hurtful. Uh, the other thing though is like imagine what he could have done if Casey Thompson stayed healthy throughout yeah. the season. I mean that that that's gonna limit what he was able to do altogether. Um, had some drops too. I mean it's, it's not like he's a perfect mm-hmm. wide receiver. I'm interested to see where I'll go in the draft. Um, I'm thinking probably mid rounds, but we'll see. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's do this. Trey Palmer or Kenny Bell. Hmm. In this offense, just in, you're starting a team. <sighs> Trey Palmer. Hmm. I know that one's going to be controversial. Yeah. Well, because Kenny Bell was here for a long time. He was. I he mean, was. That's part of it, and big moments. Yep. I would take Trey Palmer. What about blocking? Kenny Bell. That's why <laughs> yeah. I said in this offense. Or. <laughs> All right. I don't know how far back you go. How about Trey Palmer and Nate Swift? Nate Swift. You take Nate Swift. Yeah, I think yeah. everybody takes Nate Swift. He was very, very good for a long time too, four years. Um, so you've got that. Trey Palmer or Jordan Westerkamp. Trey Palmer. Jordan Westerkamp more consistent. Trey Palmer big play. That's that's what I'm taking. Yeah. Well, Jordan Westerkamp better catches. Biggest play. Yeah. Yeah. More impressive catches. Yeah. Uh, Behind the back catch, all yeah. the fun stuff. Hail Mary. Three eight zero two says Westercamp. Uh, One two five six says Kenny Bell was reliable as hell, and yeah, he absolutely he was. Does. All right, Trey Palmer or again, I don't know how far we got. Did you watch Murray Spearify? Yeah, yeah, Trey Palmer, Murray Spearify. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Murray Spearify was a dude. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He, I mean, uh, again, he was incredible. Somewhat uh, part of the disappointment for the two thousand seven team um, was how how much talent they had on mm-hmm. the team, and it just kind of uh, flamed out, but. Um, he was part of that, again, the 06 moment against Texas A&M rising up to get that touchdown to win the North. Uh, Quincy Inunua or Trey Palmer? Mm. Quincy Inunua, if he could stay healthy in the NFL, was going to be a, a good receiver. Oh, yeah. I think he was great here at Nebraska. Another really good blocker. Really big body. Um, could go up and get it. I think I'm going to take Trey Palmer, though. Mm. That's tough. Quincy Inunua is always going to be one of my favorite stories because he – you know, I think he had that 99-yard touchdown. Against Georgia. Against Georgia. Was or, that his junior year? Uh, or was that his senior year? I'm trying to think. I think that was his junior year. It was him and because and, Tommy was a sophomore. Tommy was a f- freshman. Freshman? 
Mm. So they played so. Georgia. Yeah, I have to go back. But anyways, my point is, he he had like three career touchdowns in the, heading into his senior year, and then had twelve, mm-hmm. like the school record, just yeah. like just dominated that year. <laughs> Here you go. Um, so I mean, I think that's kind of interesting. Out of all of them, okay, uh, who else did you? I'll go back to the guys you said. How about Stanley Morgan or Nate Swift? I really like Stanley Morgan. Are you going there? I think I'm going to go Stanley Morgan. All right, Stanley Morgan or Maurice Purify? <laughs> Stanley Morgan. <laughs> wow. So out of out of all the wide receivers you've seen in Nebraska, Stanley you think Morgan. Stanley? No, I think Stanley. That's I mean, he's the only 1,000-yard receiver. Trey is. Oh, yeah, Trey. Trey got it, too. Yeah. I forget. That one that one yard performance, <laughs> <laughs> that it just sticks in my mind. It does. It does. Uh, so that's that's interesting. Um, yeah, I, I think it's kind of cool because none of them are. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. If you had a, a particularly you said any one of those guys, I wouldn't. I you know you could make an argument. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting. Nebraska's had OG Les Lankett is the only about. one for sure to take you. Wait, so the only one you for sure take Trey over is the only guy with any real NFL success as a receiver. Quincy. Quincy. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> We're not talking about the NFL. We're talking college. Yeah. And Quincy too, and like all these guys, I was uh, all. This is my blind spot. Like right, identifying NFL wide receivers, I just know, hey, those guys are really good at Nebraska. I, I think they could make it in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but uh, you know, Stanley Morgan and Quincy Anun would just kind of had the body types, mm-hmm. more the block. If you give guys all of these, the if career. you give all of these wide receivers, Casey Thompson, <laughs> who has the best season? That helps. I guess that would be that would be the uh, that would be the question. Yeah. Uh, Out of all of those wide receivers who had the best quarterback, like not the best quarterback, the best throwing quarterback. Well, Maurice Purify did have Zach Taylor. That is true. Um, and then what had more chances to catch passes? Yeah, I think Trey Sam Palmer Keller, had more chances. Uh, yeah, Trey Palmer, but and then but Trey Palmer half his season was not Casey Thompson. Exactly, half his season was worse than any quarterback. Yeah. Than, than anybody else has on this list. Um, so and he still put up a thousand yards. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Br- uh Bryce says, oh. Bryce says Kenny Brell was overrated as hell. That's kind of funny because somebody else texted in that he was so reliable. Um, so, you know, again, different thoughts on these guys. Um, uh, one, two, five, six says Trey was skilled, but lots of drops on shorter routes. Purify Quincy Morgan, all bigger dudes. Uh, Jim Morgan, Lincoln says Trey's, Matt Harrigan before he got hurt. That, that's a tight end, Jim. Yeah. Trey. Good pick, though. Trey's bigger than Stanley, isn't he? Stanley's only six foot. As far as height, yeah. Yeah. But, like, strength. No, Morgan's probably stronger. Yeah, Morgan and 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 another oh the other two, too. yeah the other ones definitely yeah. Uh, and then OG Lescant Lescanter says Kenny Bell's best nope. college highlights were at the bar. The bar. <laughs> 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 I heard about Kenny Bell going out to the bar wow. a few times. Dang OG, that's yeah. rude. <laughs> and that was not his best. Like I thought when I started reading that, I thought that that was going somewhere else because if you were just say like who has the best highlights, we mentioned Westercamp, but Bell had some. Bell had some stuff. Not just that block. Like you go up in the air and grab one. Mm. I mean, he had some nice. Westercamp has Westercamp has the best highlights. Oh, the whole highlight reel. Yeah, yeah. Westercamp. If you're talking highlight reel, Westercamp and Stanley Morgan probably have the better highlights. Mm. Maurice Purify's got some good ones too, but Trey Palmer's were just a lot of him running past everyone. Trey Palmer's are a lot of it is just again from that Purdue game, and I don't know. I mean, oh, that was 200 yards. You know, there's 800 more <laughs> that know, he had to get. Just like. I don't know how that kept happening. I felt like like Purdue and Jeff Brom gets a lot of credit for their X's and O's, 
Not on defense. They're just like, yeah, whatever. Let's let him keep scoring. <laughs> that was very strange. Uh, all right, let's. Uh, that'll wrap it up. We had a fun time here on the Ticket Water Cooler Happy Hour coming up next here on 93.7 The Ticket. Don't go anywhere.